Okay, we are live. Hello, people. We're live on YouTube. We are not live on the Facebooks. That is that is over with, and I'm just going to stall you guys for a second while I quickly share my, my stuff. It's going to take me two seconds. We've got some guests tonight. Probably repeat that again. Don't want to leave any dead air as I speak. Um, if my guests need to use the, the restroom, feel free or do anything that you got to do. Stretch your legs, stretch your toes, crack your knuckles, you know, do your, do your thing. Uh, okay. We're going to share this to the group. Not going to, not going to blast everywhere. Any with, with everything yet. Okay. That's good. That, that is what it is. Hello. Uh, hail brethren. That's Oni 64. Nice to see you there, pal. Okay. I'm just going to, uh, I just have to share one more link. We'll be good to go. Let's find. There we go. We have the the Frumis, the Frumis YouTube channel needs to be shared. Yo, what's up, Peter? Thank you for joining us. We're going to start in just a second. I just need to share one more link in one place right now. Okay, that's there. Um, that is to the, the group. And then this is to the Facebook page. Why am I talking about the things I'm doing out loud? They don't know, but that's just how I roll. Um, and we will share it on the, the personal spot. Oh, it's not going to let me to do right there. Okay. Okay, there, kids. Live now on the YouTubes. Come on over. Yeah, finally glad to get over. I mean, I like doing it on Facebook, but it's just... A lot of reasons why I want to do it straight on um, YouTube. Just makes my life easier in many ways. It's really hard to rip Facebook live video. You have no idea how hard it is to rip this stuff. It's not easy. By the way, to my guests, uh, we're going to try. I'm trying my best not to cuss. Again, if it slips, it slips. It's no big deal. Feel comfortable. But if we can try and refrain as much as possible, that is a big, a big old help. Okay, enough of that. Let's go into it. Okay, so the show has begun. So first first of all, I, I just want to say that I am extremely excited to say that um, 1979 is, is, is here. It's coming. Like, very, very, very soon. Um, we're, we're in the official countdown to uh, seven days. Seven days from today, we have the official premiere I wanted to give you a little bit of information about that. Hold on. We're going to let's share the screen real quick. Oh, yeah. We're going to do this guy. All right. There you go. You can see it. So look at it. There it is. So that is official on Sam Hain Sunday, November 1st, November coming fire. We have They Came from Lodi, 1979, a year of horror business. It's the giant sized annual. It will be on Facebook Live. It's not going to be on YouTube. Um, there's a lot of content in this thing that I don't own the copyright to. Again, it was done. It's done uh, nonprofit and done uh, kind of as a it's it's part of a, an episode, really. It's not a uh, I like to say it's more documentary than live video podcast, but it is what it is, you know. Um, and so by, uh, by that, by those means, um, it is uh, it cannot be it has to be restructured for YouTube. So what's going to happen is you're going to see the full uncut premiere live on the facebook page i'm not going to do the group thing it's not going to be it is just going to be out there um 
Yes, that is true. Well, thanks for spoiling one of my guests. I guess I'll leave the other one as a surprise. I'm very stoked to have both of these guys, but we'll we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. I got to finish my spiel here. Um, so what's going to happen is you're going to get the full uncut version, three and a half hours. What's up? What's up, uh, How are you? I did not check my messages yet. I promise I will. Um, I, I get just me and those messages, man. I just they just pile up. Um, so it's going to be the three and a half hour version. And then there's going to be a shorter version that's on YouTube for, uh, copyright purposes. And then, uh, what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to try and make the full uncut version available, uh, in other ways by other means, if, if need be, if necessary, uh, but more on that. So I just want to start, let's start off the show with that. And just to give you an example of the vastness of this thing. Look at this. I was, I exported a version of, I exported a version of the show just, oh, whoop, didn't mean to do that. Look at that. Uh, it took me, it took me over 12 hours to export this thing. This, this is a huge beast right here. Let's look at that other photo. Look at this timeline. Look at all those clips. Do you see the amount of clips here? I mean, there is a lot of stuff. There's so much packed into the nooks and the crannies of this situation so beware of that um yeah it's gonna be really spectacular now we're gonna we're gonna pay the bills um since you know november is coming we <laughs> we have our november coming fire sour cream apparel line along with our they came from lodi shirts as you can see you can get it all here's the here's the t-shirt business store um uh, a portion of the revenue uh, goes right into the fund for creating this content uh, as well as uh, they came from Lodi. And, you know, if you, if, and when you donate or buy or whatever the, the case may be, because maybe you don't want a t-shirt, maybe you just want to buy a cup of coffee and you can do that right here at Ko-Fi. So you get, you get, you hop on Ko-Fi, you buy a cup of coffee. You can do that too. If you do this, if you do this, uh, you will be added to the credits of uh as an executive producer for 1979 um we have a, a, a list already including one of our guests tonight um who, who who bought an astounding mount astounding number of cups of coffee of which i'm truly grateful for um we have uh yeah just a bunch of people have have become uh donors and, and that's wonderful um also you could go to the website here's me uh this is when we were shooting that robbie bloodshed music video setting his guitar on fire, his Dr. Chud guitar on fire. And uh, yeah, if you come inside, click some of the links inside, click on the ads. And what that does is that sends pennies to the AdSense account. So if you, know, if you don't have a buck, I understand. I, I Listen, I don't have a buck myself either. So you know, click on one of these ads and that, that puts pennies in the AdSense account. That really helps. And uh, you know, if you're interested in other things I've done or other, other sort of movies, you can go to VOD. You can support indie horror. Rent something on VOD. Feel free. All of it's available to rent on Vimeo or click on one of these ads. Uh, okay, that about does my whole spiel. Uh, so without further ado, now I'd like to introduce my guests and what the topic of tonight's conversation is. But before you do, winds howling. Winds howling. Just constructive criticism. You got to do something with that blue masking tape back there. Everything is so messy. It's like you just don't care. Just saying. Winds, um, I appreciate that constructive criticism. I really, truly do. Um, you can say that it's that I don't care. I mean, I guess I don't care. I just don't, just they don't, 
I don't know, uh, because I just don't think it's going to be permanent. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm about to rearrange my office. I'm about to start editing. They came from Lodi, like the major documentary for which this show is about to raise awareness about. And I have to reconfigure my whole space in order to do it. So it's probably going to come down. This background that you've been seeing for months and months is not going to be here anymore. So uh, I'm sorry that the blue <laughs> painter's tape offends you. It is what it is, man. Um, I could just go, ah, oh, it's punk rock, dude. But, uh, you know, again, sorry. Sorry you're offended, man. I I'm not sorry, but I'm sorry you're offended. Um, okay. Uh, moving on. So tonight's show is about the misfits and the internet. Uh, I think one of the most important aspects to the misfits mythology is the avenues of which it, it spread. Wow. Rue Morick says it was actually seven months. Wow. It's been seven months of doing this. This is crazy. In any case, the so the mythology spread through different uh, various avenues. You have like, you know, the music side. You have the tape trading side in the 80s. You know, Metallica wearing the T-shirts on stage. We've talked about this. Ad nauseum, we've talked about this. But um, that's not And with it, um, the internet started to arrive in people's homes. And that sort of just changed everything. Um, all of a sudden, you know, before, if you wanted to connect with another fiend, you had to do it at a show. You had to actually travel out to a Danzig, Sam Hain show, a Misfit show, see somebody else wearing the shirt, or just be at any kind of show and be like, ah, you, you know, and the moment that you see the other person is wearing the, the Crimson Ghost or whatever, there's that moment of recognition. And there's like the, it's like the slight nod. It's like the, like you we're we're in the know, you know, we're in the know. And um, and I think that exploded when people had the internet in their house. All of a sudden, yeah, Peter says the t-shirts really spread the word too. Cheers to you, wins. No worries, no worries. I appreciate your concern, truly. I hope you like the, the little spooky stickers I put up, up by the window. That's that's a new touch. Um, I know, Oni, where get help me? Where do I find one of those pumpkins? So it'd be great. Um, <laughs> maybe use duct tape as graves. Yeah, right. Uh, if my pants tear, I'll just wear wrap them in duct tape. Point is, all of a sudden, the T-shirt thing took on a whole new level when people could do this in their houses. They could like, and it started with email chains. And frankly, I don't know that much about it. Um, there's there's a whole lot I don't know. And so, to that end, I decided to bring in some experts on the situation. I'm going to introduce them one by one. I'm going to start with someone who you may be familiar with. Uh, he spends, he, he's, he's made himself to be a, a big presence here. in uh, I, I don't know what you would call this community or, or Lodi community, whatever you want to, they came from Lodi community. Um, he ran a website that when I remember when I was first looking and, and for anything about the misfits, I, you know, one of those websites, we did a whole episode about it called tvcasualty.com. So I thought what better way to talk about the misfits on the internet than bring uh, Russell Casualty from tvcasualty.com onto the scene. So I'm doing that right now. I'm adding to the stream. Hello. Hey, what's Welcome up, man? Show. How you doing? I'm doing super. I love the no backgrounds. <laughs> yeah, you know, we got to make it look good. Yeah. And it's a great shirt. tvcasualty.com. There you go. Yeah. Always, always on brand, you know? That's I, it, I call, man. I call Russell, Russell's Russell Patterson, but I, I prefer to call him Russell Casualty. You know, it just makes more sense to me. And um, he has been uh, and, and, you know, 
Russell's gotten involved. He's one of the uh, admins in the uh, or moderators in the in the in the Lodi group, and he runs his own group too. He has the uh, Misfits seventy seven to eighty three covers group, which is very interesting. I think it's a wonderful addition. As a matter of fact, uh, Russell, if you want, to put that link in there so people can go find that group. Um, All right. If 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 they if you want to and uh, yeah they, yeah yeah. Uh, they uh yeah lots of interesting covers out there so that's our first guest and then um uh, another guest this guy this guy and i we 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 don't really it's something that we don't we kind of go back a little ways but not like uh terribly much but you know in the more recent years we we started up uh hanging out going to shows went to a couple shows together um lives one town over from me uh, a, a truly a collector um, a, a, a information like knower, hoarder, knowledger, whatever you want to call them, um, and and a presence that I've that I've been aware of for years, for far longer from when I, since I've known him. I mean, uh, this guy goes all the way back on on Misfit Central. I'm not going to tell you what my handle was, but you might know him by Ramy Stein. So I'm going to bring Ramy Stein into the mix. What is up? Hey, hey. <laughs> What's How up? you doing? Ramy was actually in a music video that I directed for a band called Wolfie <clears throat> called Owen's <throat> Dracula with his girlfriend. And um, we had a lot of fun making that video. And because uh, you live so close. And uh, uh, hello, welcome to the show, guys. Thanks. This Tell is me most- not to curse is very hard. <laughs> Look, curse if you want to. I'm just trying to prevent. I'm just trying to prevent that. But like, that would be great. All right. If whatever. You, you just do your thing. You just do your I'll thing. A child in the room. Peter says he remembers seeing a Misfits t-shirt in a suburbia movie. You know what I might do since we're having a conversation? I'm not going to do that. I'll just put the comments up as they come. And if I need to interject, I'll interject. Um, but yeah, so you guys, you guys, like you guys, your relationship with the Misfits um, and the internet goes way, way back. I mean, you guys were on the, the ver- you guys were kind of there at the, the dawn of this stuff. I came in a little bit later, but um, I know Russell, you were uh, involved in the nineties. Ramy, when did you, when, where does your story begin before we, in terms of your um, involvement with uh, you were also on the misfits Bible. Am I correct? Yes. Okay. Where does that begin? Uh, getting into the misfits or just the misfits Bible. Um. All right, you can tell me when you got it. All right, but let's start. Let's start there with each of you. When did you guys both get into the Misfits? <laughs> All right, uh, um, mine. I was in junior high, um, uh, maybe high school. Uh, a friend of mine that we affectionately called Noser. Um, he just, he, he was the guy in town that he's got it tattooed on his hands, man. I mean, he's, he owns it, but, um, he, uh, he just had that, that in with all of those strange bands. You know, I came from a really small town in Alabama. So, you know, those kind of things weren't really out there for us. Um, but he introduced me to the misfits and minor threat and, uh, you know, things like that. And, uh, uh, American Nightmare, first song, and I was hooked because um, I make no bones about it. I'm a huge Elvis fan, and that was just like, wow, man, what a great way to get me into this band. But uh, that that was really it for me. And then, uh, you know, we sought out, you know, all of the the CDs and tapes and things at the time, you know, and and just, uh, you know, built our love for the band. Yeah, that's great. 
Uh, and what about you, Rami? I don't think I could trace back the exact moment because, like, growing up, my friend's older sister was really into the Misfits. So it was just, like, always on the background, like, when I was, like, I don't know, four or five years old when I knew the kid. Whoa. But um, I don't know. We were, like, 12, 13 years old, and uh, I think his sister was just like, here's my records because I've grown out of this phase. And, you know, right. we see Legacy Retire, like, oh, what is this? And that whole just started from there and then we went to uh we'd go to like stores like x on uh, st mark's and we'd find like all these like bootleg misfit shirts and patches i still have my first misfit shirt down the stairs if you can see that door down there in yeah. a bin i still have like my original misfits patch which was the uh glenn legacy vitality somewhere in my room clinging for life from like 92 93 and, uh, yeah. Okay, so when does so tell me how you guys first discovered? Well, let's talk a little bit about the connectivity of the internet in like that time in the '90s. It was kind of like it's kind of like a crate. I'm trying to remember. For me, like I just remember, man, I remember AOL, and I remember uh, I wasn't a message. I didn't become a message board guy until probably 2000, 2001. And I don't think I got into Misfit Central until 2002, maybe. Really? So probably, yeah, probably more on the later side of things from the the, the original heyday. Um, but what? Uh, tell me about how you discovered. Yeah, wow, Geosities, web rings. Wow. Yeah, I remember the remember the web rings like if, about a topic, and you'd be like, "Whoa, there's so many websites up on this web ring," and I gotta like. You know, look around and 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 find uh, tripod. Oni's Oni's crushing it with these. Angel <laughs> I yeah, started the Sam Hain web ring with this other guy. Oh, really? Because no one knew who Sam Hain was, and I kicked myself for not buying Initium when I first saw it. Some like mom and pop store in like the East Village. The first time oh, I saw it. And what about you? When did you so he you started a, a Sam Hain web ring and, and what about you, Russell? Well, how did you guys guys, how did you get involved with the Misfits Bible? What is the Misfits Bible? What is the Misfits chain mail? What is all that? Talk, tell me about that. <laughs> um, what yeah, is it? Explain uh, to the audience. What is a chain mail? So when AOL first came out, unless Russell, you want to take this over? No, no, you go right ahead, man. Um so AOL was like this internet was, you know, ooh, what is this? And it was kind of like, you know, you all write a letter and you send it off and the next guy writes a letter and he sends it off, but it was an email. So it was just, so everyone would send all these emails to one email and they would just post. And then it was just like, you'd get 50 dudes emails and then it would grow and grow until I forgot who, who ran it. Was that tank? Oh, it was Kennedy. All right, it was yeah. Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. He started the whole thing. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was him, and he would uh, send out. I'm probably butchering this too because of my weird memory, but um, yeah, he would send out like, and yeah, it would start like, well, I don't know, 10, 15, 20. Then it would just keep building and building and building. And Michael Graves even had an email on there. Yeah, and he would respond Bobby to the fans. Too, right? Yeah, Bobby Steele, his Juno yeah. email. Steve Zing was on there. <laughs> yep. Wow. Um, yeah, there were there were several uh, of the guys on there. But yeah. yeah, it was like, what did it come like once a week on Sunday or something like that? It, 
Yeah, I don't know because it was like I didn't even have a. I would use my dad's work computer because my computer was like, like kids these days don't even know what it is. Like the green and black screen. Oh yeah, <laughs> like yeah. working main, mainframe <laughs> or yeah. DOS. Um, I just you know, throw this little thing out here. I, I didn't even care about computers. I had zilch interest in them. You know, I'm an electronics guy. I like to build guitar amps and things. You know, but but uh, this guy that I was working with, this guy just to make this really short he was trying to impress me with uh you know the internet and which i had no interest in and he said uh well let me pull up this thing and he pulled up this thing called yahoo and he said uh what's that band you like it's the misfits he goes yeah and he types in the misfits and up comes misfit central and i was like <clears throat> you know i mean it was just nuts man i'm like okay i'm getting a computer and i i, I got a computer um you know that week and started searching out information on the misfits and within a year you know i i had um you know i had a user page with my internet provider uh and then you know eventually morphed into getting a domain and you know building that site but i had i had zero interest in it so thank you misfits for getting me you know into computers which is what pays the bills for me today <laughs> wait so you're telling me so you're so you're saying wait 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 so if i understand this correctly your entire your the entirety of you getting connected with computers on the internet happened because of your interest in the misfits absolutely wow. so no matter what my mom says about that dang band <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah it's it it pays the bills for me today you know i uh i, I write code for a living wow and, and, I, and i would not have cared for that had it not been for the misfits and mark kennedy's site did you um? Tell, can you tell the the crowd for anybody who might be new to the show what? Remember we were talking on screen with me. What? What happened with the with the wolf's blood? Uh, with the wolf's blood. <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> my mom, my mom. Oh lord. Um, I I had the wolf's blood uh, t shirt and um. I'd probably had it, I don't know, a couple of months and it had been washed several times. Um, you know, I did my own laundry and at some point I, I might've dropped stuff off, you know, uh, in the laundry room and, and she went through it or found it in the dryer and, she, you know, she would fold my clothes, you know, like a good mother would do. And, uh, you know, mind you, I'm, I'm still in high school at the time. Um, and I got the shirt back and pulled it out, uh, of the laundry pile. And she had taken something and scratched the wolf's nuts and stuff off. Yeah. Just, you know, so much of it that it, it made a hole in the thing. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, I love that. I love that. Uh, because what, as it turns out, when you really look at the nitty gritty of that shirt, it's like the, I don't know if it's the wolf guy. Somebody has a, a snake cock. There's a mm -hmm. snake cock on the mm -hmm. shirt. Like right then and there. And and skull balls and skull balls right it's a yeah. snake cock with skull balls and it's kind of amazing it's like this really truly oh thank you he's gonna pull it out right now oh man yesterday oh my god thank he, he you just so wanted to make us that. jealous and show off the horror business back there too oh please that was from bobby okay there it is pull it up real close let's take so a that look. About? let's take a look yeah because there's like an embryo for like where the eagle oh, addiction look be. down look down <laughs> 
That right I guess there. my mom yeah. missed that one. I don't know. Wait, is that it? Where is the skull? You're talking about this yeah. one. Yeah. Snake cock with skull balls. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Now get real close. Get real close. Now you can see there's two skulls right there. Yeah, I see it. There's Sorry, everything's like backwards on my screen. There's a snake cock right there. <laughs> Look at that. You think is you think his wang ends where the shaft ends? It doesn't. He's got the dangling snake balls, skull balls, and you know Glenn was just like, "Oh, that's so cool. Let's do it." Although it didn't sound like that at that point in time. I was actually debating buying rebuying this shirt last night, and then I was like, "What's wrong with me? I'm like almost 40. You're you're avid. Hey, hey, watch it now. <laughs> I know. Um. So okay. So hold on. Am I can I edit this while I'm on live? Yeah. Possibly. Miss it's on is is snake cock considered cussing? Eh, no. Um, I don't know. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, don't worry about it. I just by the way, can you see where I am right now? I'm just trying. I'm trying to, you know, oh, yeah, we'll like, the book here. That's that's the old oh, that is uh this is this is Oh my! Oh my Lord! What are you pulling That's out? Walk among us. Oh my God! Well, he's oh, showing off our collection. That's half of it, actually. Uh oh, here we go. Russell's oh. Russell's throwing down too. Not really. Oh, oh he's throwing something down. I'm just that joking, jokingly showing us. off the uh, oh, the uh, yeah. forty-five RPM version, you know. Oh, nice. What's the difference between the 45 RPM? Oh, you can really see the snake cock there. Yeah. Yes. I, I have uh, snake cock imaging on my camera. So perfect. I just brought that out because wow. every time my sister's boyfriend comes down here, she goes, How many copies of that one record do you have? <laughs> what a cover, man. <clears throat> that is some cover. Okay. So, anyway, back to the task at hand, though. So, Sorry. so the. Um, so we have this uh, situation where uh, you have you have people are starting to band together via email to discuss the misfits, and you have members, former members, and members of the band, and people that were around back then, like Steve, who was not in the misfits proper, but you know saw a lot of cool stuff. Uh, all like uh, talking and 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 being a part of the situation and at the same time. Mark Kennedy's become the the vice pre the president of the new Fiend Club, right? Am I right about that, Russell? Yes, mm -hmm. to my knowledge, yes. So, how does Misfit Central fully start? Because at the same time, there's a book happening, right? I I, th I think, and you you would really have to ask Mark, or maybe Ramy knows, but um, I think it, it was one and the same. And really, he was just, you know, the information was being put on the internet that was going to be in the the book or he was, you know, called it a book in order to be able to copyright it somehow. I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure. As he went along, I think I, from what I could gather. Wait, say that again. I missed that part. He was, he was like documenting like, like Bobby Steele would like, you know, call someone out on like a BS, um, you know, statement like, oh, this happened, and this guy was in the band. Right. Probably be like, no, no, this is, or like, yeah, you know, yeah. Steve, Steve, or you know, one of these guys would just go like, you know, erroneous. Yeah, right. And, and, he, and he was keeping track. Mark Kennedy yeah. was keeping track. And I do know, I do know that he met with Tank when Tank yes. was like putting together the, his legendary collection. 
that would eventually sell for 50 grand. He was putting together his legendary collection that um and and Mark Mark would come over to his house and just like you know take inventory and, and copy all this stuff over. So this is where all this information is coming from. And at the same time, there uh besides Misfit Central, you have other websites developing, you have TV Casualty. When did TV Casualty first actually pop up? Uh the domain, I think I registered that somewhere in ninety-five or ninety-six. Um, I actually tried to track that down earlier, uh, but I, I, I don't know. I have the the old network solutions invoices somewhere. I, I'll dig that up one day. But, um, you know, it started out as a user page with my internet provider. Um, but, you know, www.lcworkshop.com slash tilde slash user slash redneck just, you know, really <laughs> didn't have that ring, you know. Um, I, I threw – it was actually my internet provider. They were friends of mine. And um, – and he was the guy that taught me into getting a domain, um, tossed around a few ideas like die, die.com or, you know, things like that. But um, I was, I was kind of hoping to get something that, you know, your, your average misfits fan could be like, Hey, I know what that is, you know, when they see it. Right. Um, but, but it wouldn't, you know, know, cause like potential employers to go like, what is the hell's wrong with this guy? You know, um, I, I did get stopped by a guy once who saw my truck and said, Hey, uh, I got a TV that's not working. Uh, <laughs> can, can you take a look at that for me? So no, no, that's not it. But uh, yeah, it was somewhere around 95, 96. Um, you know. And when did Misfit Central go up? Was it what, 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 era, what year did it like the actual website? Do you, do, can you recall either one of you? I want to say 94. Wow. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if if not before, I mean, I you know that was about the time I I first saw the internet. As ridiculous as that sounds, you know, somebody showed showed me the internet and uh and it was already up and running, you know. Wow. But that, that's yeah, that's about right. Um, yeah, I, I want to say ninety four. Maybe it was ninety three. I remember there was like I found some website like at the wee hours of the night when I told my parents I was in bed and I was like, you know, <laughs> remember when you had to plug in. <laughs> Oh but, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it was just I remember like okay, it's got a list of bands. I just scrolled down to M for the Misfits and like that big skull with like all the links to the side of it popped up and Misfit Central t- on top of it. I think that was what it was. And it, lo- it took wow. a load because my modem was very slow. It was the original. It was the Undead Hands that they eventually got rid of. Who? What was the reason behind that, uh, Randy? With the hands? Remember the hands, the skeleton hands that were there for years and years and years and years and years. And years and oh, I'm talking before this when it was just the skull. Yeah, the ASCII logo skull. Yeah, it was like a weird, like my first Crimson Ghost skull. <laughs> so when did the hands come in? I want to say that was late 90s, early 2000s. That was uh, Rick. That that forum was so active for so long. Well, the forum was only up in the early 2000s, I believe. Yeah, but it was that's when and that's when I first started to dive in. By the way, Hmm. before we get there, let me ask you guys this. When so when did when did. um, What about 138.com? Who ran that and what was up with that? The guy's name was Terry, and it was. pardon me a second. I got something for you. Hold, hold on. Okay. Okay. 
All right, I'm gonna keep the, 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 the talk going while Russell goes and gets something. Um, I love that guy had really good um like probably before Photoshop. Like it was like, you know, he had skills in this like he had, good skills. Design. He did. He had really good graphic design skills. I his remember. layout was nice. I liked his website. It was cool. Uh, it was beautiful. He had a lot of stuff, and he had the beautiful. Misfits Bible, the entirety of it. You could download a file that had everything. You are right. Did. It was it was nuts. Mm. Uh, what are you going to show us, uh, Russell Casualty? Let me get this. Oh, uh -oh. I'm all backwards. All right. So if Terry, I God, I can't remember his last name. If he's still out there, dude, I still have this. Wow. wow. That is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And I'm not even kidding. I, I serious props to you for having that. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> Look at that. You're wearing one shirt and you're holding the other that I didn't have. I only had the Misfits, uh, Misfits Bible one. Bro, I got to tell you, that shirt probably that that shirt probably would go for like money on its own just being what it is like even it's like a shirt for a fan site but it probably would be like worth something on some level i don't know Someone. you know i found one of my shirts on ebay somebody was trying to sell it for like 20 really? bucks yeah yeah cool. really yeah yeah nice. somebody in birmingham so you know it's probably somebody i gave one to personally <laughs> The hell what am um, i saying I, I did it with all of them i didn't sell them you know i just gave them away yeah that's cool though but yeah i love that site man 138.com you know he oh, had his own great. flavor you know yeah yeah every, really all, of them had, all of them had their own flavor that was the key you know you had really interesting interviews you couldn't see well the only interviews they have at mr central were just you know fanzine archived fanzine stuff you actually conducted your own interviews 138 had the best pictures like in terms of just like the variety of of everything in relation to what the vinyl looked like, like you really yeah. didn't see that on Misfit Central. Yeah, but, didn't really yeah, much of that. Your your pictures were your pictures, Russell. They were not pictures of like the actual stuff. So this was like the place you could go to see all that, like the actual merch or you know the actual records and, and this and mm -hmm. this jazz. So it's like every website sort of served its own purpose, which was pretty cool. And between those three, I would say those are the three big ones, right? Like, what else was? I mean, those were the three tent poles of of the situation. Oh yeah, listen dot two slash Danzig, aka the seventh house. Yeah. Oh, of yeah. course the seventh house, but I'm not. We're talking about misfits, of course the seventh. Yeah. Seventh house is huge, but I'm thinking of you know it was the seventh house wasn't really devoted to misfits. Seventh house was devoted to Danzig, and yes, seventh yeah. house goes way. Doesn't seventh house go back to ninety five? Maybe. Uh, that yeah. Was like Dorm's project. Right? It was on Earthlink at one point. I remember. Does I remember does, uh, not two slash Danzig? Does De does Devil Man still run the? Is that forum toast or is that still going? It's all on Facebook now, right? Yeah, I'm in the Facebook group, and he's very active there. But I, I super active there i can't remember the last time i actually went to seventhhouse.com yeah it's been a while i used to go yeah. i used to lurk the forum but i feel like the forum went bye-bye when facebook came around yeah a lot. And that, that, that's a whole different feel over there you know no, nothing nothing at all against those guys it's just it's a whole different family you know like i feel like they came from lodi story group is is kind of my family now with you know dealing with misfit stuff it's you know i feel like the new kid over there and i just you know 
It's a, listen, every it's every there's there's lots of different flavors, and within the Mr. Sam Hain Danzig like niche nerd community, there's like thousands of different layers to that, which is uh it's it's interesting how it's its own microcosm all of its own. But you know, that's it is it is what it is. And um yeah, though I would say when I think of seventh house, though, I really think of Danzig. Like I don't think I mean, sure. yes, I think of Sam Hain and Misfits by proxy, but you know, um, you know, I don't know. It, it's just not it's not the same as you know, we primarily in, in the Lodi thing, we do 77 to 83 and we talk shit about <laughs> 95. <laughs> we didn't at first, but eventually that so oh. when when that, when my relationships with those guys fell out, we we did. Uh oh, Ramy has something to say about that. Go ahead. Is that behind me? What? What's behind I can't tell what it is. Um, what was supposed to be the album before American Psycho? What? Wait, what? Oh, I think you told me about this. What? I can't see it. Well, you got to bring. I know Gray saw that in my house, and he goes, "Oh my god!" He's like, "Someone still has this." I go, "Yeah." Well, let's see. It. Let's see it. So this was the album cover before American Psycho, guys. American well, the Conqueror or Christ the Psycho or what? what no, what is I mean, my fluff is. Yeah, I can't see. It's, it's hard to see. Jerry. Oh, wow. Graves Doyle and King Kong. It was originally supposed to be called the Eighth Wonder of the World. Oh my goodness! I never knew that. What an interesting and, piece of information. Yeah, but it was originally drawn before they even had a lineup. It was just Jerry Doyle and like the Crimson Ghost and Doctor Fives playing the piano. Wow! And the Crimson and so Ghost. That was going to be that was going to be um, before American Psycho. Wow! That was before they even had a lineup. Really. <laughs> Yeah, so and that, then, that, uh, that must have been from '94, right, or '93. Yeah. yeah, and then when so they're still in the lawsuit, that's why the font looks different. They probably don't. They're probably trying to watch out. They there's no crimson. Oh. Is crimson ghost in there? I couldn't tell. No, no, that that's that's the with the actual like solidified lineup for '95. Gotcha. gotcha. But the whole thing is in like a marquee thing because a King Kong was like you know a big. Supposed to be a big Broadway draw, but also, if right. Jerry didn't get the rights to the Misfits, did you ever hear this story? No, tell me. Let's All hear right. it. So, they were to call them, like the oh, movie yes, Them, the Giant Pants, right? And everything, like I, yeah, everything after M was supposed to drop down after the M. Like M was supposed to stand up, and then the with the M would be them. Oh, that was okay. Jerry's like grand. You want to know something? I think that is freaking cool as hell. And is so much more clever than just being the resurrected misfits. That is awesome. And it's a shame that he just didn't, that they didn't do that, man. I mean, just think, think about the lasting power. They might still be, they might still be out there doing their thing, or he might still be out there doing his thing all the way up until, you know, uh, he does a reunion with Glenn, or maybe he does a reunion with Glenn way, way earlier because Glenn is like, Oh, you know, that, uh, oh, you see, you're doing your thing. Uh, them, all right, let's go. Go be the misfits, you know, and just go yeah. back to being the misfits. I don't know. Well, there was Christ the Conqueror. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And I could bring that up with him back in like '98, '99. He's like, yeah, he was talking about trying to get out of the Roadrunner contract. He's yeah. like, I don't know. Maybe we'll call ourselves the Posies. I'm like, why don't you call yourselves Christ the Conquerors? You know what? Maybe I will. <laughs> wow. But of course he didn't. He just kept. He put out uh, cuts from the crypt and kept going. 
No, right, because they had a contract. Didn't they have a they they owed him one more album? Two album contract. And he was telling me he didn't know how to get out of it. And he said he was gonna do like the whole like Prince thing where like Prince just did the symbol. Right. But he didn't know what to do. And I was like, Christ the Conqueror, come on. It's right there. Already got it. He just sort of call themselves them. That would have been easier. In any case, getting back to the the uh, misfits and the internet, point being all these sites come up, people start getting like um they start getting connected all of a sudden everybody people are starting to connect not just at shows but from all over the world right and that's continued all the way to this day tell me about what that was like for you guys when tapping into that those communities it did it feel like a community at that time you know uh talking with these random like people on the internet who weren't even people they were just you know letters or you know like sentences that represented people there there was nothing cooler to me than you know meeting people meeting people uh through the internet and then you know hooking up at a show um right one one of the best um one of the best like internet friendships i think that i ever had um was scary dave um uh if if you guys know him or if you're he was big on the misfits bible um <clears throat> we went to see not we he and i but uh, a group of friends and i went down to dc uh, when i was living in pa we went down to dc to see uh, the sam Hain reunion tour in 99 and i took like you know I had this giant three ring binder with, you know, I, all these cool things like that little earth AED flyer and, and, you know, some other stuff, you know, and, um, and like all my photos and things, you know, that I'd, you know, taken of other shows and, uh, you know, Dave had us over to his apartment and, uh, and, you know, we're looking at this stuff. It's like, man, it's really cool, you know, and we're having a great time. And then I, I leave and I get home to PA and I'm like, shit, I left it. And I panicked, man. I was like, oh, my God. You know, I don't know this dude. I don't know anything. And he's like, hey, man, I got your stuff. You know, I'll mail it back to you. Wow. And it's like, man, and he's a stand-up guy, you know. And and although, you know, we never, like, hung out or anything, you know, a whole lot. Um, uh, I think he did go to a China show. And, uh, Dave, you can let me know if I'm wrong. But uh, in uh, at the Phantasmagoria uh, in uh, Wheaton, Maryland, which is just north of D.C., and uh you know saw him there again but uh it's super guy you know and so that kind of stuff um you know i thought that was just really great you know you meet these people and most of them turn out to be just really awesome people who just really love the band and just want to share and talk and hear your stories and you you know and want to tell theirs and i mean that was just great stuff you know and then there's like that one percent that are like complete nut jobs you know <laughs> I think that's just every Mrs. Fan in general is always that one guy is just like, Dah. yeah, yeah. And then so, there's also like literally the same old, <laughs> same old arguments that devolve into like bickering and debating and you know over and over and over again. I'll tell you, there's only so much you could talk about within this microcosm. You know, it's you know, it's not. I can't see <clears> why that, that that stuff sort of would go down i think the single biggest thing being graves versus uh danzig being the single biggest one which also goes back to the topic of you know brand confusion that's what it ultimately is just brand confusion someone someone was commenting about that on the load in the lodi group uh, it's a shame you're not in on facebook Ramy, because you're missing out we have such a great group on 
Facebook and you know, <laughs> it's just one one step further from Instagram. Got to do have, it. Take well, the plunge. It's not my fault. This kid, I can't stand uh, bought out of app I use. <laughs> oh, that's right. Because Ramy actually cut right. <laughs> I went to school at Mark Zuckerberg. I was a year older yeah. in high school. Right. I, I didn't know he dropped that. out because everyone beat the crap out of him. Oh, we're getting the inside <laughs> scoop. Oh, oh my god. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> well, we eventually, years later, now you're on a show that's formerly known as Facebook Evil Live. So there you go. Now it's just it's just streaming yeah. evil live because we're on we're on YouTube now. Um, although it's really not the live the live part was never about being live. It was more about just interacting, co connecting with community, and then leaving it archived on YouTube, where mm -hmm. that's where that's what it's really more about than anything else. Um, and then hey. I remember, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I, uh, Ramy, didn't you have like a? Angel Fire page or something or, or Geo Cities. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hence the Sam Hain hey. ring. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just I mean, honestly, you know, like Jeff asked about, you know, if I knew you, I was like, well, through the Bible, but you know, like, you know, I don't I don't know that we ever exchanged emails or anything like that. So I just I think to I bugged about you about your shirt once. It's like, where did you get? And you're like, I made them. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which would make sense if you had the website. Um, fun fact, the, you were the one that posted all the yearbook photos, correct? Yes. And you got them off my friend who now goes under the name JV Bastard. No, nope. Oh. The, the, the yearbook photos, I actually, I went to, um, I went to Lodi on a trip oh. and, and found, I found Glenn's, uh, senior picture in the Lodi lo library and made like a really shitty copy on their just you know regular xerox machine mm. and um they're still they're not good anymore yeah <laughs> and and i think it was maybe a few months later maybe a year later i went back on another trip <clears throat> and it was during the school year and i just you know you know put on my brass balls and walked into the front door and said hey i want to talk to somebody you know in the yearbook staff or whatever and they're like yeah no, it's right down the hall we'll get some guys to take you down there you know oh, we wow. walked down there we talked to the yearbook guy and um and I tell him what I'm after. He's like, sure. He goes, and he opens up this door and he pulls out this stack of yearbooks. Wow. He goes, you know, here, here's what you're looking for these years. You know, I, I told him and uh, I said, okay, uh, you know, I, I'd like to make like color copies of these, you know, because even when it's black and white, it just looks a little better with a, a yeah. color copy machine. And he goes, yeah, there's a Staples like over on uh, 41 or whatever it is, you know, <laughs> and I'm yeah, like, and so I walk out of Lodi High School with this stack of yearbooks, you know. And he didn't know me from shit, you know. Oh, <clears throat> Adam, sorry, sorry, Jeff. Um, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Just you, so, you, uh, you. yeah. Every, every every yearbook photo I have, uh, I either sourced personally from a yearbook, or here lately I've I found a few, um, you know, using uh, classmates.com. You know, like the uh, hmm. uh, Pete, Pete Marshall's. You know, found his on there. Um, but yeah, everything. Uh, and uh, John Christ actually sent me his. So, oh, wow. Um, nice. Yeah. So, yeah. But no, I, I I never lifted anything from anybody else. No. You was, know. So you, I, and I don't, I don't mean like stole it. Source of those, those, I mean, everybody uses those pictures. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Come from you. Yeah. If you look, a lot of them have the TVC watermark or something yeah. like that on there. And yeah. if you look at some of those, um, you know, yeah. And, and I don't, I don't really 
give a shit. You know, I mean, I liberated them and that's that, you know, let, you know, I knew once you put them on the internet, they're, they're everybody's. That's it. But, that's um, but if you look at that Glenn, uh, senior picture, a lot of them there, there's a slight green haze around the edge of it, or maybe even the, the watermark if they haven't cut it out. And, and that's how you can tell it's, it's mine, <laughs> but, uh, you but, can you know. even spot the bootlegs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was only 500 copies of it made, though. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and 100 of them burned in a, in a garage fire, right? Is that what, yeah. what happened? Well, well, yeah. And and Manny has one uh, that's, you know, on Polaroid. So it's, uh, you know. Right. <laughs> right. Um, that is, that's so, that's so crazy to me. And I mean, what was, I mean, what goes through your mind when you, you're flipping through this yearbook and you're like, I mean, you're like the first person to see this and like, you know, that like a miss, you're probably the first misfits fan to see Glenn Danzig in his high school yearbook picture. What is that? Are, are you just like, Holy hell, what did I find? Like what? You know what the, the screaming girl happy dance is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Some, <laughs> something like that. Uh, Frank Ducote, I think, uh, who's a guy who used to go by Rat Fink 76 or something like that on AOL.com. That was he, it. He lived. He lived in Lodi, and at one point, I was, uh, I had, I was just eating in Burger King, and I saw this kid with a Misfits patch on his book bag. He was still in high school, and I was like, "Well, hey, there's, there's somebody that might help me out locally." And I just walked over and approached him, and he was, you know, super nice. You know, uh, hopped in the truck wow. with me. We made some rounds, and I think he might have, he, he might have already had knowledge of it. He might have seen it. And said, yeah, hey, it's in here. You can go find it, you know, whatever, because, you know, at the time, this was kind of a new thing. And uh, so there's Frank has some connection to that, you know. Um, wow. But uh, I, I, I can't remember all the minutia. Right. Right. Yeah. But cool. Yeah. He lived like right up the street from Chud, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny, man. Yeah. That, that's hilarious. I just yeah. would like crack that open and see Glenn with that that big seventies floppy tie, <laughs> flowing black hair, so parted down the middle, looks so nice. Yes, so classic. And then ambition trade school. You know, <laughs> that's my right. favorite part. Right. Yeah. Well, I have a surprise. I'm not going to say what it is. I don't want to ruin the surprise. Uh, I do have a bit. I do have a small surprise that's connected to what you just said um for 1979 which will premiere in a week uh it kind of blew me away just something i just discovered out of nowhere i was like what this is so crazy and it really captures your imagination and it's not a big deal at all but i think it's just you know whenever we find some new little tidbit or info that we didn't know before we always you know it's like it's like you know what part of yeah. the <laughs> Well, part of the, you know, the, the, the appeal is like, it's like, it's like sleuthing. It's like, it's like trying to decipher mysteries. And for whatever reason, we like to do it particularly about this topic. It's kind of like, you, you know, there's that thing on, um, on Netflix called don't F with cats. Oh yeah. Now, yeah. It's a crazy documentary. It's really good. In a nutshell, a bunch of people find this YouTube video of, of a, this kid who's executing cats and they form a group and they start sleuthing. They just become Angela Lansbury's or whatever the hell her name name was. Uh, mm -hmm. They just, they just murder. She wrote this, this, this uh, video and it, the way it unravels and like they're analyzing what kind of vacuum cleaner is in the corner and determine that it was only sold. They only sold red vacuums and then, you know, trying to get 
trying to basically find out who the identity of this person is who would, you know, execute these cats in this terrible way. And oh, yeah. uh, when I was watching that, I was going, man, this is just like the Misfits, Misfits yeah. fans. Misfits fans are the Star Wars nerds of the music world. And we just we like yeah. to pour over the story and the minutia because you know what it is? It's a story. It's the story of the American dream by way of punk rock. And that's why it's so cool. And that's why I think part part of the reason why everybody loves talking about it. I also think it has to do with the monster aspect and the horror aspect and the the, the, the music is catchy and infectious. And also there's so much, there's so many myths that surround this band and it only got worse when the internet came because all of a sudden you had people who had stories from all over who might've crossed paths with these guys are suddenly sharing them with each other. And it becomes like, a it becomes like the legend of Bigfoot or like whatever you want to call it. And you hear about this or you hear about that. Remember there was a thing wasn't there an earthquake? There was an earthquake in, in L.A. And, and, and Glenn was in his garage. There was this whole thing about Glenn. About Glenn, the bricks? Uh, no, it's not the bricks. But the, the, the bricks. Is holds the bricks. We could do a whole episode on those yeah. bricks. And, like, people see bricks. There's in pictures Glenn of me in front of the bricks. I'm sorry? There's pictures of me in front of the bricks. Oh, you took a picture in front of the bricks? Oh, when you went out to L.A. with uh, what's-his-face, right? Which time? Oh, you went about <laughs> two times. I you know mean, that time. <laughs> one of my childhood friends now, well, now he lives like on the outskirts of LA in like some mountain town making those Disney books. But um, Kyle, who was from Misfit Central, me, Kyle, and Rick, because like we were sitting in Kyle's house and uh, Kyle's like, what should I do with Rami? And Rick's like, did you take him to Danzig's house? And he goes, no. And he's like, Rami, you ever been to Danzig's house? I'm like, no, why would I be going to Danzig's house? And he's like, we're going to Danzig's house. And there's a picture of me with like a gorgeous Frankenstein hoodie. Just like. That's awesome. I would, that's what I would do. That's totally what I would do. Oni 64 says it was the Northridge earthquake. He knows what I'm talking about. The Northridge earthquake, the foundation got altered. So here's the thing though. And this is, and then pods, uh, pod smack. C word says damaged stained glass. Pod, can you please um, elaborate on what you mean by damaged stained glass? And Wynn says passion, imagination, and hard work in terms of like what the Misfits did. But the hmm. story is, is that Danzig is working on his garage or he's in his garage or something. He, you know, he has a bike. He has like a motorbike. And the idea is the, the legend is that a, the, an earthquake opened up, swallowed Danzig and his motorcycle. And Danzig had to rev his motorcycle out of the earthquake. <laughs> And it was like Danzig was coming out of hell. That's the that's the 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 BS, you know, fan altered, you know, fan goofy, like like this is what happened, you know, when we talk about our you know He-Man Danzig warrior type guy. What and it was happened, at that moment that he pinned last ride. Right, exactly. Um Oni says I think he had stained glass windows or something. Oh, maybe you're talking about the house. Uh well, in any case. I think the reality is, is that the foundation got altered and maybe his bike, his bike went down into the thing and he had to move his bike out of the, because the foundation got altered. Oh, so you mean like the fault line split and he had to like, Something like that. I do what know. it is. Are you walking it while you keep revving the engine like a jerk? Probably, <laughs> probably. Um, <laughs> Pod says Glenn's werewolf stained glass was damaged in the earthquake. <clears throat> gotcha. 
Thanks for explaining that. Um, and that house had magical things in it. Just to, I mean, this is the type of stuff, though, because this is what happens. A, a, a shred of evidence gets found. This is the internet today when it comes to Danzig. You know, so all this stuff happens. A community forms. And then the community, there's like three levels of the community, right? There's like the, the ultra nerds that like obsess over every little detail. Then you have a, a slightly bigger ring where people just are in communities talking about this stuff. And then you just have casual internet fans that, you know, obsess over the cult of personality. And then anything that comes comes through the internet is like just gleaned over like no tomorrow, like Glenn Danzig going to buy kitty litter. The no, What a normal thing to do. But how much Photoshop and like people go nuts when they see Glenn Danzig buying kitty litter and like just Photoshop everything. And you can see the look on his face. He's like, oh. God, I never should have bought this kitty litter. You know, as he's walking to his jag or whatever. You know, I don't know. You've seen uh, Tim poses going doing that, right? Um, no, I've not. I gotta send you that later. Please do. But I mean, that's what's, that's what's interesting. So you have all, and then of course, there's the there's the Danza gets knocked out video, which is pre YouTube or right at the dawn of YouTube, which is like the the two worst things that could happen a videotape of Glenn getting like, you know, open, open palm smacks. And it looks like he's, I don't even know what's happening in the video. And number two, it gets uploaded to YouTube. And those mm -hmm. two events create this thing. That's probably been viewed over a billion times. You also have stuff like, um, hips don't lie. The Danzig hips don't lie. The Shakira oh. remix. That's a lot of fun. Uh, we kind of talked about this stuff on what was the last episode we did? Oh, the tour writer. Someone mm -hmm. was suggesting we do a, a internet, uh dancing episode i guess that this kind of crosses over into that but um you know and then at the height of the at the height of the forum you have people sharing all this stuff and like misfit central you have like i remember some names i remember i remember rick but it was spelled r y q so i always thought his name was ry q me too until i met him yes and then there was kyle remember kyle with the I don't know whatever happened to that guy, but he was. Uh, I've crashed at his house. I'm sorry, say that again. I've crashed at his house. Oh, really? He's On my birthday. It's his fault that I'm into No Bunny because remember, we used to have these threads where yep. people would post new music, and one of the bands he posted was on MySpace. It was a link to No Bunny's Bonin' in the Boneyard or whatever, although that's all over with now. Mm. Um, I actually texted Kyle tonight. Oh, did you really? No answer. He's no answer. In, I guess I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then there was uh, Ken and Jen. They I remember they were two other uh, mod people. Remember them? Yeah. And um, and the there's and there, uh, I'm sorry. The misfits paid for their house they live in right now. Get out of here. Not like not like literally, but like they sold their entire collection and bought a house in Boston. Oh, so just like just like Tank did. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yeah, they had a they had a pretty pretty big collection, right? Mm-hmm. I, I refilled gaps that I sold off to like make money to pay rent or whatever. Do you have a complete collection? No. God no. What are you missing I, right now? Where where do I begin? <laughs> I not that Glenn Danzig would ever watch this, but I have tons. All my stuff is boot. I, I don't I don't have the, the money or the time to try and collect. I just like the art. I like the idea of having it on vinyl. It's that's that suffices for me. I and try not to buy bootleg. 
I understand, I understand that too. I'm sorry. I feel it sullies my collection, but I have every fucking goddamn. That's okay. Every Operation Ivy <laughs> bootleg yeah. known to man. You want to know something? So, so why did he re? If, listen, if he repressed them as seven inches, I would buy them. I'd buy them up. Who, Glenn? Yeah. Jerry was trying to have him agree to a seven-inch box set back in like '95, and he's like, "Okay." Right. And then the lawsuit happened. He's like, "No." I don't know why I'm saying that. I think I like better than my Glenn. <laughs> you just sound like an old man. I, I, sound, like, I sound like an old Italian man because I've been listening to way too many. Um, I've been saying on the show forever that he it would be like printing money. Forget about just the Sam Hain stuff, which is completely out of print right now. But um, can you imagine if they, re- they did more seven inches of Misfit stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. That was a like, thing. Jerry wanted to do the seven inch box set with the unreleased, except for like what three copies? Uh Teenage Jamar seven inch original press, like original presentation, I should say, not original press. Right. That was right. gonna be the big draw to the box set. And you know who ended up with that, but it was never a seven inch, it was a twelve inch. That Teenage Jamar's. It was yeah. Static Age and Teenage Jamar's seven yeah. inch, I thought. No, it's a ten inch. Uh, a twelve inch. Oh. However, what is interesting, and I learned this from Tank, those, those, uh, a lot of those seven inches, the whatever, the acetate or the the um, the test pressings, they were actually done on twelve inches. They were twelve uh, inch, like for Night of the Living Dead and Horror Business, those were twelve inch. Well, the who killed? Done, I'm sorry. Told. I know the Who Killed yeah. Marilyn Misfits mm-hmm. full band with Bobby and uh, Joey is twelve inch. And the reason for that, the reason why, why would you want a 12 inch versus a seven inch or a 10 inch? Because it's like resolution. It, it, it the, the, everything sounds nicer when you have more grooves, right? That's how that works. Yeah. Crazy. But that's not a selling point. Like, hey, this is what it sounds like amazing. So we're going to make it diarrhea, you know? Right. Right. Well, the other thing that's interesting about the singles and, and what's interesting about and I was really, when I was doing my deep dive on 1979, you know, I, I was reminded of this fact. As a matter of fact, I'm sure, Russell, when you interviewed Bobby, I think, because I used I used uh, some of your interview, not, I, I read it on the thing. Um, yeah. he, he had their amps, they're in the same room, and there's such bleed through from each other's amps that it sort of bakes over. In in the in the, you know, in the recording, meaning that there's a lot of bass on the guitar, tracks and there's a lot of guitar on the or less guitar on the bass tracks you know because he had because jerry had a giant amp and bobby had a, had a crappy little amp and they're playing in one room you're talking about horror business talking about horror business and possible i think night of living dead as well well that was why they wrote that whole liner note to explain the of sound it's like ooh, haunted house I thought that the lot. No, I thought there was just clunk. I don't. I don't know if it was because of bleed through. I think it was that mixed with just probably. I, I guarantee the engineers like hooked out too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have the. I you'll you'll see what I I put something together for that in 1979 that I think explains it pretty well. But I, again, that that could be correct. I I truly don't know. I truly truly don't know. I think they're um, all getting out of their mind. Probably at some level, who knows? Um, so 
so yeah and so now the internet has i guess grown into what it is and you know people are connected more than ever and facebook changed the game even more because suddenly all the forums have died mm. you know, all the forums have died or mm. you start to see people on facebook you know you see the real people that were behind the names although there were some that i was already friends with i remember kelly carcinogen remember him he was on um I thought you were before. Yeah, he was on Mr. Central. I bumped into him when I toured with Blitz Kid. He he was uh he was out there for the Arizona date. He played Nosferatu. Uh, he went from Alaska, where I got this beer, to Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He moved up there. Hey. He moved up there. Yeah, I, I think he's from there originally. I don't know. He's from Alaska. Oh, okay. There you go. And then there's also Arizona. there's also the legendary Scamacy. Everybody mm. knows legendary Scamacy and his uh, band Scamacy. And uh, he's on he's on Facebook. I don't know what he's done. He's just, his recording career has died down. He he was he was doing a lot, and now he's stopped. And then there were also that uh, Misfit Central crew was so tight um, that there were compilations. There was there was the paperclip, and you can't have another cheeseburger. Uh, and that was like the early aughts, right? That was probably like two thousand five, six, some somewhere in there. I want to say one of them was like 2007 because that's when I was living in Jersey. And I remember downloading that. And my roommate's like, "What are you listening to?" <laughs> now the a lot of, lot there of was bands. stillborn monster babies, and now that was around 2000. Oh maybe, god, yeah, I have those. The, yeah, the Bible ones you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I have I have those somewhere in my basement. Yeah, yeah a bunch of my Prime Directive stuff got picked up and, and used on that one and then there was one before that but um, oh, really? yeah but I, I yeah i love that stuff it was great hearing other other bands you know what's crazy is um i was just listening to the serpentines today and they were on uh what was this was the second one what was the second one called was that um you can't have another cheeseburger or are you talking about the no, Monster, talking about Bible ones. there was on earth yeah. as well, i think uh man i don't remember offhand do you mind if I go run downstairs and look for them? Oh my God! Look at <laughs> Just Tim. The host, <laughs> look at Tim. This is so funny. Oh yeah, that's that, our friend Tim. That was at the pet call on Central Avenue. Yeah, he really, he really looks like Glenn in that picture. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's our friend Tim. Hi, Tim. I don't know if he's watching, but um, you know, yeah. to uh, just touch on the the interview stuff. Um, I gotta yeah. say. You know, I had the vehicle, I had the website to, you know, to put the stuff out. And I, I certainly did do all the interviews, but um, really, if it hadn't been, you know, for other people giving nuggets of information, you know, throughout the years, I wouldn't have certain questions to ask, you know, and people Ooh. like, uh, like Tank, you know, he was super nice. Um, I, I remember uh, nice just too. talking to him about, um, you know, just asking him questions and, you uh, and at this point, you know, I'd already done probably all the interviews that are on the site. And he said, uh, why don't we just sit down and, and, and just go through it, man? I'm like, all right. So I drove down to D.C., uh, spent the night there, and we we stayed up like all night, you know, talking misfits. I've got like, I don't know, wow. eight videotapes of it, you know, uh, that I need to transcribe one day. Um, I remember him the next morning eating these pancakes that were as big as the plate. <laughs> and drinking like a gallon of milk. I mean, literally, like he just he had the jug, just rah, you know, just 
but uh, seeing his big appetite. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, we went, went through some of his collection. Um, It was uh, good stuff. Okay. What do we got here? Yeah. The second one. It's all corroded. I don't know what happened to this. (laughs) But uh, you know, people, people like, like tank, you know, were instrumental in, in, you know, being able to offer up information. Um, which then, you know, would always lead to more questions. Hey, you know, he, he, he told me this, let me, let me go check this out, you know? Right. Um, you know, so, so you got to give props to, you know, all those people, you know, that, that did help. Oh, he was and, and, very helpful to me when I started yeah. doing my thing. I, I, you know, it's funny how you, you, you were doing your investigative work, Mark did his, uh, I independently of either one of you much later did my own. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was funny. I cold called him at his American pool cleaning service. I was like, hey, man, <laughs> like, are you the Misfits guy? And he's like, yeah. I was like, I'd like to interview. And he's like, OK. And he's yeah. like, hey, he was like, hey, you want to interview Rocky, too? I was like, yeah. And he's like, OK. <laughs> and so, you know, we all went down to his house. I was right there. I was on the block. I was in Vernon uh, right in, I guess Doyle yeah. was, like, you know, a house down or whatever. And yeah. Jerry yeah. was somewhere down there that right by the factory. And yeah. Um, yeah, man, they were they, <clears throat> uh, so cool to to be there. And I remember we walked in. There was some Christ the Conqueror thing that I guess Mike Hideous was. Mike Hideous was kind of involved with that Christ the Conqueror stuff. He was time. singing for them. I'm sorry. He was singing for them when they didn't have anyone professional. Right. I, I did two. I did two hours with him as a not as a misfit singer. But really, more about like the '80s and the early '90s. Um, my goal was—I mean, I—I I got him. I had Graves. I was like, I, I never thought I would get Danzig, but I thought it was cool to have two out of those. Just have those two guys. Good clickbait. Yeah. Um, but yeah, his his history with them with the with those guys goes way back before he sang for them in '98. You know, I oh, never yeah. read it book you either one of you read his book yeah was the original uh, yeah no? yeah never never checked it out i want to check it out sometime i lend you my copy if i could find it yeah if you find it you lend that to me i'd love to read it uh, yeah, that, that was a weird time for me when that came out i just i, I don't I, I missed it somehow but i would have been interested yeah. to to read it but uh, but i interviewed mike as well he was a super nice guy he's like I don't what know. Do you, I mean, I don't think I ever read that. I'm gonna have to check that out. It's on your yeah. site, obviously. Yep. yep. I'll go. Yep. Go we we met at the uh, at the TikTok diner in Clifton. Oh, love the TikTok. Yeah. 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 Good Great stuff. TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. That but, Joe, uh, um, Ramey, you know the TikTok, don't you? Oh, don't you know we had Artie Lang sign a stolen uh, coffee mug? <laughs> the the night <laughs> stolen from the night the missus played um, Prudential Center. Oh, really? Wait. Um, so Oni is asking, maybe any of you guys could answer. Were the uh, were the Pusshead tapes Thrasher interview the first documented form of information for Misfits discography? I want to say no. I'd say there were fanzines, there were zines that had come out that had kind of cataloged that stuff. Prior yeah, and, to but that was probably, excuse me. That was probably the most extensive one, but no. Yeah, that that wasn't my ball game. I mean, I I love pouring over that stuff and reading it, but I I don't I I couldn't tell you, you know, the earliest that I'd seen. I, I mean, I would always go back to Mark's stuff, 
who referenced all these other things, you know, but um, yeah. It was probably the first time Danzy was calling BS on things. <laughs> oh, that was definitely the first time that Glenn was like really, I mean, it's I, that, that interview is so like phenomenally important for, for so many reasons because one, I, I mean, it's pre, it's pre lawsuit. Mm -hmm. It's pre uh, it's pre jaded Glenn being in Danzig and taking himself the, as serious as he would. And like being like, you know, angry that nobody cared about the Misfits or Sam Hain when they were around. Um, so he's like more open to talking about that stuff. Um, it's closer in time to when that stuff happened. I, I just feel like it's a really good document. I mean, that's when he sort of and you know, what's interesting. I still think that the Misfits started when Glenn, Jerry and Manny were jamming, even though Glenn had been sort of flirting with the name as early as October of 76. And mm -hmm. he says in that interview, he goes, oh, actually, that's where, you know, the girl, he says the girl, he doesn't call her Diane. Diane. He says, there was a yeah. girl and there was Mr. Jim. But nobody thinks of that as the first lineup. Nobody calls Mr. Jim the first Misfits drummer because he wasn't because they weren't really a band yet. So I feel like that's him kind of trying to take a, like splitting up with Jerry and Doyle and trying to take away from uh, what they did add or bring to the band. Yeah, but. What is that? A violin or money? Not money, but yeah, that's in the eighties. They, they, there wasn't, you know, what's funny. If Glenn had just given Jerry what he wanted when Jerry asked for like some decks and some shirts, yeah. none of it would have happened. Maybe Jerry just would have been like, well, oh, oh, crush a conqueror, you know, according to Erie Vaughn, Glenn was already a millionaire by the time Sam Hain was a band. Cause of uh, I, heard and... I heard that. I don't believe it. I do Probably not. Did you hear that from Erie himself personally? From Joe. From Joe. So when I was living with Joe, yeah, Joe called me up one night. He's like, hey, guess what I'm doing? And I'm like, hey, you're at that festival that I couldn't make it to the second year in a row. And he's yeah. like, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm got your Yvonne. I'm in his room. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. And then, like, you know called me about Joe. What? I feel like Joe is like his, he, Joe is kind of like his own Eerie Vaughn in the sense that he is, he talks about it all the time about being like, He's like the collector. He collects every little scrap of, of paper and um, just sort of like he's like the almost like wants the Erie Vaughn of, of his of his scene and time. Erie called him at 80. He's like, oh, come on. You were like the guy that this for that. And that, that, that. he's like, yeah. and I did this and that, 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 that. And yet Joe's like, no, you're the Erie Vaughn. And he like put me in the same room as him. And the two was just like, that's hilarious. Like me and you were in the same room. Like, what? What do you want? <laughs> yeah. You know, Joe's actually going to be on my other show. He's going to be on Pizza Punk on Wednesday. Oh, nice. oh. Asking be... about all the pizza that Brian Kellner used to show up to the house with. I don't know what. I don't know what's going to happen on the show. It's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be as long as Loki's. Maybe longer. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> Loki and I did four hours long four did you edit in that down i hope no it was we just cut it, it, in a Snyder cut? it starts, oh, on his, starts on his channel and it goes to my channel it's four oh. hours long four hours long um but getting back to the getting back to glenn i don't know if he was a millionaire man from caroline from the caroline deal i don't think so what i think it's from caroline and records and there's always been a rumor that glenn would just reprint vinyl and not claim it and so you that, said that, it not me 
That means that the numbers on this potential me. are skewed. You but said I just it's not me. I listened to um an interview from uh, the guy who's one of the two guys that started Revelation Records. Yeah. And he said one of his friends was friends with Glenn Danzig, and he had a box of Sam Hain records that couldn't get unloaded, and he unloaded it on the guy from Revelation Records. And he's like, I still to this day use those weird color pressings of Sam Hain to like pawn off to get records I want. I'm like, I'm like, wow. what can I do to call this guy up to get some like pink initium that I'll never see in my life? Maybe he's the guy who's auctioning off the pink initium on uh, eBay recently. Probably. Probably. What's going on, guys? Why is this happening now? Why are these records fetching so much money? There's a hard business for 700 bucks right now. I saw today. Oh yeah. Are you you constantly scouring? What about you, Russell? Do you do you go on a lot of eBay? I don't. I mean, typically, um, when something gets posted to the group, you know, uh, you know, like that uh, the cough cool, um, you know, I went nuts watching that, but. Uh, or the legacy or, you know, anything like that. But uh, I just, I don't have the funds for things like that. Right. And uh, typically um, like I, I bought something from a longtime collector <clears throat> a few months ago. It was, um, it was a November coming fire. Um, a, oh, I saw you post that. Yeah. The, the, uh, tan, I can't remember if it was the tan unholy passion or the red one. I can't remember which one I had already or the maroon one uh, and an evil live. And you know this person I trusted, and I didn't. I didn't even flinch at the price that they were asking. I just immediately, like, you know, I want that. Send it to me. You yeah, know? <laughs> I trust your your grading skills and all that stuff. So, yeah. But you know, but that was a big buy for me. Uh, you know, a few hundred bucks, and it was just that was that was my thing for the year, man. <laughs> but uh, but I do like to look, you know, uh, just to see what things are going for. But uh, no interest in really trying to buy any of that stuff. Uh, Pod says it's almost mint. The horror biz on eBay right now is almost mint. So that's pretty cool. It's fatal. Who knows? Who knows? Um, I have my one. I have a. I have an initium, a first pressing initium, that I bought in the city. I told that story. I'm not going to tell it again. But I told that story. That was a. I'll never sell it for the story alone. You you didn't uh, buy that. Your friend bought it. <laughs> right. I didn't buy. It. Well, I paid the money for it, but my friend bought it. Right. And the other one is uh, I have a Danzig. When I was on tour with Blitzkid, I got a Danzig first press, uh, European first press uh, on black vinyl for 23 euros. So I feel pretty good about that. But, I mean, when you buy those records, I mean, people laugh at, about, about all the Danzig sings Elvis right now. But let me tell you what. Give, it, give that five, ten years. Those things are going to go for crazy amounts of money. I have a black one. I like, I'm such an idiot. I picked the black one. Cause I didn't think he was going to press any more stuff. And now he's like, he's pressing like, you know, Grundle hair green. <laughs> you know? Yo, yo, there's like, Oh, there's like 10 versions of the seven inch. I'm like, do you have them? Did you buy Did you pick them up? You no, what I haven't yet. And one of my friends who's not a vinyl collector at all, sent me a link to him. Like, dude, he goes, well, I thought you'd like him. Like there's like 20 versions of it. I can't, like, yeah, I have bills I, to pay. There's taxes. I'm just not. I, a, I got I'm a purple seven inch. That that's that's what I got, and I got the um the twelve that's inch cool. black. You know the full album. So, and it, I, I'm I, good. 
I, I would buy if the miss, like I said, if those misfits seven inches, if he redid those, like if you had a Night of the Living Dead, was it ever on orange? If they did like an orange no. or a green Night of the Living Dead, I'd buy that in a second. It was only like, on pretty colors. Must own this now. That's because yeah, it was like I think I think they like overcharged like six bucks back in nineteen eighty. Oh, that wow. thing didn't go for six bucks in nineteen eighty. Or no, maybe it did. But when they what were selling it, when they were selling it at the show, they were selling it for like two bucks. Oh, that's what it was. Nothing. Two bucks. Two bucks for. It's crazy. I still have the original price tag on my three hits from hell. That's probably worth hundreds now. Hold on. All right, let's see it. Show it to us. That one sold very well. Now the guy from Fiend Collectors, Michael, really oh, nice guy. Good morning. What is that? What is that? The Parasites Morning Noise Seven Inch Split. Whoa! Somebody knows his morning noise. Hey, man. Well, are we gonna do this? Hold on. God, I'm pretty sure what wasn't wasn't Halloween on Orange? Didn't they do an Orange Halloween? Of course they did. Halloween. Halloween was Orange. All right. Excuse me. So my three hits has a three dollar tag on it. There you go. Uh, right there. The- Wow. Probably from Bleaker Bobs. Wasn't um, Halloween on Orange? Orange Wax? No. Not that I know of. This is the white label. Wow. That's so cool. You own I'll, that. I'll play it on Halloween. Is that what you do? You, you bust around on Halloween to play it? Once, I like... Just to make sure it still works. <laughs> Have you listened to that uh, Dave Lombardo interview yet? Uh, he talks about like uh, the Misfits doing more shows, apparently. I haven't listened to it yet. Uh, but Rick, this is during quarantine? Vega. I'm sorry? This, this is like quarantine interview? Yeah, morning noise. That's from Tommy? Nice. Yeah. yeah. Tommy. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're doing they're putting something out on uh, Cleopatra, right? Isn't that what's going down? Yeah, I know they're putting something out, but I don't know. I don't know what's something the, uh, out. I don't know. Yeah, I don't not know something that's not. No, it's 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 a compilation. It's like a, a, a I don't know. It's not new material, right? What is it going to be like the uh, the Death Piggy vinyl two pod? I, I don't know. Uh, I'm in that that uh, morning noise group, but I, you know, I can't a, keep up with everything. <laughs> on Facebook, I guess. Yeah, yeah, Tom, Tom, yeah Tommy runs it. Morning noise. He's got a group for morning noise. Oh well. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have very soon. I I really should. Uh, well, we'll see. I'm hoping that um, might, maybe it'll be a crossover episode or something. But also, Damien will be uh, uh, making an appearance on the show. Very Can you design my final? Um, I'll ta- I'll ask him. I'll say, hey, I never, I don't like vinyl sign, but like I got Yuri yeah. to sign all my Sam Haynes stuff without even asking. He's just like, eh. yeah. Steve signed my initium. I said, Steve, could you draw a little bat on the back of the initium? So he did. He drew a little bat for me. Nice, cool, um, cool. So you know, I wanted to have that. So, oh, another thing I'd like to talk about that is coming. Um, I have a I have a guest judge, a, a special mystery guest judge, and the idea here is uh, it, we're going to do it. It's going to be for charity. It's going to be uh, what the, what happens is you have to donate 
some money to save our stages. You do it on Facebook or whatever. You take a screenshot. And what you do, that's how you enter the contest. And then what you do is you're going to cover a Earth AD song like it's Sam Hain, or you're going to cover a Sam Hain song like it's Earth AD. And, we're gonna, and then you submit it to the contest. And then a mystery judge is going to judge the, uh, the, um, the songs and determine uh, pick pick maybe one or three or something that he deems to be uh, you know his preference and they will receive a a certificate uh, an award an award certificate that they can frame and hang on their wall or put with their collection so that's the idea I don't know if I'm going to make this happen I'm trying to get this uh, all together how long do they have to record or is it like on figure that out I got to figure that all out but the my judges agreed to do it I'm sorry. So let me go get my acoustic and I'll like. <laughs> well, but listen, the only requirement is that you're trying to do Earth AD songs like they're Sam Hain songs. You're trying We're to do like Earth songs AD. like the Earth AD. That's the only requirement. And if you could do that, um, you can enter the contest. And again, you know, uh, a, a, a donation of any, what, any size from one dollar. <clears throat> Uh, for stave our stages because it's about raising awareness about stages being um, in trouble and live music being in trouble. And I just thought it was really be a really fun way to raise awareness. I don't think it'd be life changing amounts of money or anything, but it's just more about like letting people know that, that this is out there and, um, and it'd be a really fun way to hear people be really creative uh, along with just capturing my imagination. I was talking, I was doing my top songs the other week and uh, I was talking about how I want a Halloween done, but like as like a Gregorian chant, <laughs> you know, it's just like, <laughs> like, you know, with like a, like a children's chorus. Bonfires burning <laughs> I think it would be so much fun. You know, I just want people to go out there and do these things. Cause I'm not musical, but I want, I want to see it happen. You know, maybe I can do a thrash metal archangel. Yeah. Oh my God. That would be so- wow. What a great idea, Russell. I'm down for that. Hey, I can hear all murder, all guts, and all fun as an Earth AD track. Yeah, man. I, like I said, I think there's definitely there's so much there's so much connective tissue there, and you can definitely like Black Dream could be on Earth AD if it was Earth AD eyes. I, I guess you have to rule out Harvest, right? You know. Is it already- yeah, that I would say, our business. I, you know what? Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't. That's low hanging fruit. It's yeah, it's low hanging fruit, but also I understand why he did it. But I also wonder if, if it was a filler song, not like probably. in the sense of like probably like I need some extra material to make this an LP. I'm gonna rearrange horror business, and when that went as well as it did, because people love, I love the Sam Hain version of horror business for sure. I love it. Um, he did the same thing with uh, All Hell, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and, and then he did my favorite one of all is Halloween too. Is the is like to me hearing them do that live. Just oh, did you guys hear Halloween too? When you saw when they did the Sam Hain reunion, did they mm-hmm. do Halloween too? Well, I saw the same show you saw. I don't recall well, the set list. I was just I in heaven. <laughs> We I saw the, saw, oh, they didn't do we were at the same show, Jeff. 
Wait, say what? We were at the same show. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, you guys, when you met in 99. Is that what you're referring to? No, me and you saw the same show. We were both at Sam Hain's Legacy. Were you at the Sam Hain final reunion? I did not see the 2014 final reunion. We were at Danzig Legacy and that's that freak snowstorm in the city. Yes, Hammerstein Ballroom. That's when I met that's when I met Glenn. I was introduced to Glenn Danzig by 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 uh Steve Zing. It was it was pretty freaking cool. It was pretty cool. Literally for five minutes. That was it. But it was still pretty freaking cool. Okay. I know I was talking about the legacy <laughs> show. I was just saying, like, you know, I thought the legacy shows were great. I told him about how I, you know, when they played uh, Best Buy Theater or whatever, which you you were at that show too. And mm-hmm. I literally turned to my right and one giant dude punches another dude in the face and like blood splatters everywhere and he falls down. Mm-hmm. And, and gorgeous Frankenstein opened up, but this was yep. after Goolsby was gone. This was Alex was now in the band. It was just Alex was fresh in the band. And um uh, they did not do any dancing. Graham was on base. That. Who? Graham was on base, right? Yeah, left hand Graham was on base. So they got probably Van- was. I'm sorry. I think his real name was like Vanderveen or something. Yeah. All right, you were yeah. you at? Let me ask you a question. Were you at the that show, the only show where the craziest thing happened ever, where both. Both old right. Misfit songs and new Misfit songs were played on the same stage where Michael Graves technically opened for Glenn Danzig. Uh, Do you know where I was during that show? Were you not at that show? I was stage. I don't remember stage. Stage right to where Gorge, like Gorgeous George, was dancing with Michael Graves' wife Joe and. Yeah, Joe was there, right? I'm gonna ask him about. It. I want to ask him about his POV of that show on Wednesday. Doyle and George's daughter was playing with My Little Pony on the ramp up to the stage as this is oh, all yeah. going on, and I'm just like, like, there's fans over here like freaking the fuck out, and I'm just like, this daughter, she's playing My Little Pony. She's gonna get stepped on. Bob Bloodfeast was trying to like record everything too, right? Um. He might have been in the back of the house recording. Okay. But I, just, I just remember being like, like, here's the stage, here's me. And I'm just like, okay, Doyle's daughter's playing with my little pony as he's just punching the hell out of the guitar. I wonder if uh I wonder if anybody had any thought that maybe uh uh Graves and Glenn would somehow share the stage at, at any point in time. He told me he tried to um interact with Glenn that night and it was just kind of like no entry from his uh oh, he tried to get backstage to talk to Glenn I think he just wanted to be like it's finally nice to meet you you've uh, inadvertently given me purpose yeah. life for a career and like his bouncer was just like no stand back yeah. <laughs> yeah, that so was, oh. it was kind of like a do and him and his wife got in the car and drove right back to like North Jersey that was that was Goolsby's final show mm-hmm. with Gorgeous mm-hmm. George. He was up there for three fourths of a ninety five Misfits reunion. He was Jerry's replacement. <laughs> he was Jerry's replacement, and then Danzig. Uh, wow, so interesting. And they wanted to cut the they wanted to cut the set short. Like Doyle just kept going, go go 
go, go, did like oh, Chud. He just, he just kept telling Chud, just like hit the drum, hit the drum, hit the drum. So the next song, like every time the song stopped, he, he was going to Doyle, like, I mean, Doyle was going to Chud, like, go, just, just go, keep it going. He was you trying to blast better than good. What's interesting is um, I was listening to a po vegan podcast of all things. Doyle was on a vegan podcast recently. You should check that out. I'm sure you would like it. Please send um, it to me later. Uh, and uh, he was talking to these guys. He was telling them that basically what happened was that, you know, Glenn called him up one day and was like, who knows if this is true. This is just the point of view because these guys all have their point of view stories, right? You know, they all, they, everything's from their point of view and it's different. But that he, uh, Glenn was like, oh, hey, well, we got some shows coming up. And, and Doyle was just like, come on, man. Let's just, no. No, I'm not, I'm not going out. No more Danzig and Doyle. Let's do it. It's time. Let's do the thing. And um, that he just, you know, and then he's talked about publicly about it. I just played middleman back and forth, back and forth, back and forth between those those two galoots. It might have been. <laughs> it, that might have been the catalyst. Because no, 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 he he did come out and do some songs. That was Starland Ballroom. I remember Kenny Hickey was playing guitar, and I remember they were doing like misfit songs that they were not doing with Dancing and Doyle. And I remember they did We're Eagles there, and I remember after the song was over, Glenn goes, "Hey, you know, uh, Kenny felt like singing that song more than me." Huh. <laughs> yeah, but you know, that was, was two thousand. 2009 yeah it was nine so 2010 was the last that was the show that he opened at uh gramercy or not gramercy right i was at that was the show i was at yes yes what was that it was in the heineken it wasn't the nokia was it the playstation best buy. best buy okay so it wasn't it was it wasn't playstation it was best buy revolving That's door where i met kevin 45 kevin rankin i have a my chin from that show what how what happened that's when i met steve zing for the first time steve you know because steve loves to walk around and people right and steve's just like oh hey what's up what's up because he's like the coolest guy i'll just talk to everybody i was like whoa steve zing he's like he's like he just nods at me and that was it and i was like that was my first time i ever met steve remember i showed you that picture you were wearing that seinfeld black flag shirt oh my god we do that was that show. to me again do you have it i have it in my thing but i it's so far down in my photos I'll send it oh to so he oh. randomly took a picture of me at that show long before we ever knew each other because he saw I was wearing a Seinfeld black flag shirt that I had just made. And I was like, I need a picture of that shirt to show my friends. And and I had made I had cut out a cardboard dancing belt buckle and tied it onto my belt. Guilty as charged, right, Russ? Absolutely. Now you talk about Steve uh, being that that cool guy. He was, um, you know, he was my first interview, um, uh, and just oh, you know, opened up so many doors. You know, that guy, he would, uh, you know, I, I don't know, I, I don't, I don't think it's anything special. You know, he's just like such a a normal dude. You know, that um, you know, at one point I think we'd met a couple of times, and he took me back to his house and just like laid all this stuff out you know i mean i held the gresh that um american nightmare was played on right. um you know I, you know I, I i i just touched so many things and listened to to so much stuff that you know i mean i felt awesome you know being privy to some of that but but beyond that you know it was really about him you know throwing these nuggets out, you know, and then you start going, Oh, well, you know, here's, here's the tip of that iceberg and let's expand on that thing, you know, and 
you know, like, as I said before, it gives you more fodder for, you right. know, further interviews and, you know, he's, he's not one to, to really hold anything back. You know I mean? Occasionally he might say, eh, let's not talk about that, you know, but right. 99% of topics, he's just like, here it is, you know, for kill it out. Yep. Yep. I think one of my favorite things that he, sh he showed me, uh, was a picture when they were on tour with, with Sam Hain and, um, Damien was asleep and uh, on a couch and yeah. they took a, took a piece of paper and wrote, I like boys or wrote it on his arm or something and took a picture yeah. of him while he's asleep. Was that on your site? That was on your site. I, it might've been in the interview, you know, but I don't, yeah. I don't have, I don't have a picture of it, but I do have video somewhere and I have a video still of that. But um, I mean, you know, stuff I, like that. It's, what's that now? I've seen the picture. I thought it was from your website. Okay. Maybe maybe it was like Mark's, I mean, uh, Maurice's, whatever, Seventh yeah. House. Yeah. I don't Maurice. know. Maybe, uh, maybe um, you know, there may be a photo out there somewhere of, of, of it. Uh, there was also a picture of Glenn standing outside of their little, uh, their yellow rider truck van. And uh, and he looks like Andrew Dice Clay. It's so crazy. Like he's, oh, he's really? got this shit eating grin. Sorry, he's got this eating grin on his face. And uh, <laughs> you know, uh, he's uh, but you know, but the the point there is just that um, you know, you talk about all this stuff that's on the internet. You know, uh, you know, these guys had all this information, and by feeding it, you know, to Mark and myself and you know these other people, and you know, um, <laughs> oh, that's great. That was there. Oh, sorry, finish what you were saying, Russ, before we look at this photo. Go ahead. Finish what uh, you were saying. Yeah, just you know, more to the point of you know, again, we we certainly uh you know had those vehicles, you know, the, the websites to put stuff out there, but I, I just can't say enough, you know, that even way back in the beginning, you know, I didn't know Mark from Adam and uh and he, I think he just maybe sensed that I had good intentions, you know, with what I was doing. Yeah. And yeah. he would feed me information and say, hey, look, here's how you can find some stuff. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I think you're smart enough to take this information I'm giving you and go look this up. And, you know, and that was really, you know, the catalyst for just so much stuff, you know. Um, so without those guys, you know, uh, we wouldn't have that. But um, but further to that, as, as we talked about, you know, how the game has changed with Facebook, uh, you're right. I mean, I, I just... I just realized that basically since Facebook uh, came on the scene, I have, I've done zilch in the way of updating TV casually, you know, I'll blame it yeah, on, man. Come on. Jobs what about a Facebook page. You make uh, a Facebook page. I have, one. I have one. I have one, but it was yeah. really, Oh yeah. Yeah. That was, that was the first thing I did outside of my personal page. Um, it's, uh, maybe yeah. I follow it already. I'm not sure yeah, if I do, but, but it's, you know, again, it's, there's not much there because I, you know, I just don't have the time to really do that stuff. Um, but, but that's a game changer. You know, um, I, when I saw Glenn, uh, you know, dancing the band uh, in October of 2016, maybe mm. um, I put those pictures on Facebook and didn't even think about adding it to the website. You know, it's too easy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It made things too easy. So, so there's a game changer there. So you get that, you know, that mix of instantaneous information that's just out right. there, but also so much BS that you have to, you know, vet and validate, you know, it's, I don't know, but so I don't, I don't, I don't, 
I don't like how things wind up on Facebook, you know, like, like mm -hmm. with you have to scroll through everything to see stuff or, you know, have some idea, you know, with a static website, it's a little easier to, to see that stuff. But, but yes, I'll agree, uh, Jeff, with your statement earlier that the, the game has certainly changed with Facebook. I was about to say it's become that the website is the, like the hard facts now. Right. Like if you got something right. to sell, you go to the website, you don't go to the, you don't like the Facebook goes like, Hey, I'm selling this. Now I'll go to the website to buy it. You know, yeah. you're so right about that. That, that is incredibly true. That's what it is. The, the website is the hard facts um, real quick. So this is, this is after the show, Ramey. Yes, it was after the show. It was right in front of some like hot dog cart. <laughs> <laughs> this is me about a hundred pounds lighter. No, in in all seriousness, I'm probably weigh about 145, 150 there. I'm probably I'm like what 210, 215 now. Like I put on this is all from quit I quit smoking and I just like ballooned out. And it's just like what was crazy. This was a trip to see that photo. And be like, holy crap, we had met. And there's my little Danzig belt buckle that I made, and my little my little crimson crimson ghost tattoo. So so yeah. did Funny. did Ramy? Did you actually stop him and say, hey, you know, hold up, dude, yeah. I want to. Okay. Like I was like legit just finishing an argument with this guy. The like the like, what do you mean you don't have conditions? Like one of those like things. Yeah. Because like being a vegan, like now it's a lot easier. But like even then, it was like a little. And I'm like, why don't you have a Kanish? <laughs> and I like, I turn around, I'm like, hey, Seinfeld Misfits man. <laughs> and I just remember, I think, like, I, I saw that on the internet, and I was that was when I quit smoking. That's what I got into. I started to make T-shirts. I made an I turn into a Martian T-shirt. I made a horror business T-shirt, but not like I made my own design. It was like a green crimson ghost with little antennas coming out. I'm sure. I'm sure uh, uh, if if I was an idea man in in that in the, in Jerry's camp, he would be like, "Oh, that's great! Put it on a shirt," you know that sort of thing. Um, and I've just said I turned into a Martian in the uh, the Great Gilla Monster font from you know the Sam Hain font, mm -hmm. and um, I would just make T-shirts because I was just like uh, at I was just trying to like pass the time of like trying to stay off cigarettes, and that's what I would do. And I would just make all these little T-shirts and things and. Seinfeld was one of the last ones I did. I was like, oh my God, Seinfeld Black Flag, like mashup. So cool. Can't get that in a store. I just, I need to make this shirt. So I made that shirt. It's like one of those things. FNA. Listen, <laughs> sorry. sorry, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say, do you, you have a, a, a screen print? No, you know how I would do it? I would, I took an X Acto knife. I'd print out every, all my designs had to be eight eight and a half by 11. Cause I was a piece of computer paper. And what I would do is started in 2008. So that was 2010. So I would did that for a little while. Yeah. And then eventually what would happen is, you know, my metabolism slowed down. I started eating more sugar and I don't fit into any of those freaking t-shirts anymore. Um, but what I would do is like, I would sit there just munching candy and I would put on a movie or music or something. And I use the exacto blade. I cut out the plastic transparency. I traced the design. So I, you know, I broke this down on one of the earliest episodes of Facebook Evil Live, where you know, talking about how they would project an image against the wall and do the tracing and thing. We we do a full breakdown of that in 1979, folks. So make sure oh, you wow. tune for that. Uh, a much more in-depth breakdown of, of that sort of situation with with better visuals. And um, 
what I would do is I would uh, I would have to do a, a different transparency for each color, just the way you do different silk screen for each color. And so I, the most elaborate ones were like three or four colors. And I would just, I would take a roller and a, an acrylic paint and I would just put, I would buy plain white tees, Hanes plain white tees. And I would just roll them onto the shirts and the acrylic paint dries, really bakes into the threads. Like there's, it's never going to come out, man. You know, even to this day, I, I have them packed away somewhere, but I probably look like the incredible fat Hulk if I put them on now. <laughs> and, um, you know, it just a uh, really cool, fun super awesome activity that definitely came from my love of the misfits, you know? And, um, I just, I love doing that stuff. And, uh, so that was one of the last shirts that I did was it became a challenge after a while. You're trying to figure out how you can just get really fancy and elaborate. And it's like a super analog way to do it. And it's just doing it by yourself. And, uh, it's almost like artwork that you wear on your, on your body because it's like you're doing these, these designs and then rolling the paint on it's like you're doing paintings on t-shirts and um and sometimes i touch them up with a sharpie which is i'm sure definitely i have hand colored silk screened uh glenn danzig shirts so i know that's something i used to do back in the day um that's not why i mean that's not why it was done but like definitely influenced definitely influenced by that and um so yeah that's what i used to do but listen it's like 11 o'clock i know Oof. All you mother effers have to get up tomorrow. I got to get up to put put my kid on the bus. Uh, I really want to thank you both for coming on. This was so much fun. We should. De I, I definitely would love to have you guys on at some point in the future. I'll let you know. I'll tap you. I'll tap you when I'm when I'm running low. I got I've got some stuff planned coming up, but you know when I need some in between episodes, this is great for that. And and you guys rule and. Uh, I just want to thank you, Russell, for all your wonderful support and being a part of this community and, you know, doing TV casualty and being, you know, just an awesome dude. And I hope we get to meet in person someday, whether it's at a show or maybe even in Lodi. You know, if you ever come hey, up here, hit I, I, me I'm up, still, man. I'm still and, banking uh, on that Lodi group trip. And yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm down. You listen, get that, get that, get that cooking. And and Ramey, I can't wait until we can go to a show again. Oh, you know, Russ, uh, you still in Pennsylvania? Nope, nope, Alabama, oh. man. <laughs> oh wow, yeah, that's okay. I can fly or I can drive. Not scared of that. Well, you know, I mean, just uh, things will things are gonna things are gonna thaw and people will go out and do stuff. And you know, Glenn, Uncle Glenn will play for us again. And when he does, we'll we'll do what the Seventh House does. On Danzig, we didn't even talk about the Keep On Danzig guys. They have their own. There's so many different little things they're like a meme based community I, I love those guys now they're, they're, they're pretty fun um i gotta send you Ramy, since you're not on facebook i gotta send you my wap danzig video that i did uh oh me and that. i working on one with the uh, allison chains mashup i shouldn't have said that because he's a man oh, but yeah. um yeah we're trying to remix the two of those songs together he's doing it a lot more than me but anyway go on sorry no, nothing. I just, you should go on. I heard uh, Loki because I like to listen to Loki and Joe talk. They were talking about uh, how you need to go on Loki's show or whatever, but you have me? to be drunk when you do it. Yeah, you. Well, you got to I mean, go on their show and be drunk when you do it. Yeah, there you go. Because he said, if you're not drunk, you're not going to talk. But you know, you're talking. You're talking something. You know what it was? Because they would see me wake up hungover and I'd just be like, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And they would like poke me. Yeah literally 
Anyway, sorry. All right. This has been a great episode of uh, Streaming Evil Live. I got to get used to saying that. Uh, we'll, we'll see you next. Oh, my God. Six days, you Stream guys. Live. Six days. 1979. It's going to be here. And it's going to be crazy. And what we're going to do, one last thing. One last thing. We're going to have a pre-show, which is going to be kind of like this. I'll open it up. People can come on and we can hang out. And then we're going to go. The, that's the full premiere of the thing. And then after that, there's going to be some sort of post-show audience discussion. Who knows? Maybe there won't be. If there's nobody around, then, then we won't do it. But maybe we will. We'll see. All right. You'll be there. All right, cool. Countdown. What time are you doing? Days. What time? Uh, it's seven thirty. I. Th- it's it's on Instagram. You saw it. I know you saw oh, it. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That flyer. Yeah, That's what it is. Work, so, yeah. Whatever time it's going to be. Bobby Steele's in it. You'll see Bobby for a few Next minutes. Need to remind me on uh, that morning or whenever you wake up. Okay. Happy Halloween, Rumorg. Hey, uh, Tony. Ramy, are you hard to find on Instagram? No, it's Ramy Stein. Okay. Yeah. I should have known that. Boy, I feel like an issue. Come on. No, I mean, because I think my casualty Instagram. I mean, oh, is that it? No, Adrian. Is that it? Oh, Adrian. Oh, Russell underscore TVC. That's. I like that he's Russell Casualty. I'm just going to keep calling him that until it's fine, man. I'll take that adopted name. TVC? Yeah. Did I spell Russell wrong? Two S's, two L's. Oh, two L's. God. Maybe. Oh, 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 okay. Never mind. It's not Russell Casualty. It's Russ Hell Casualty. Oh. I got you. Dad jokes. Oh, my God. I remember that photo. Ready? Which one? That was a theme child tour. Which one is that? With your pink hair? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Russ Hell Casualty. That was actually one of the two shows, either in D.C. at Nation or a Gore Theater in Cleveland. I saw the the Satan's Child, Sam Hain. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah, good stuff. stuff. (laughs) All right, guys. I'm really hanging up now. I'm hanging up. Right. Oh, the dead. I got like four hours sleep ahead of me.